time now for Gator Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Gator Guys Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. We got Tony Cordero producing, cracking the whip, making sure we do things the right way. Hey, big game this week. Uh, for the Gators, number 22 in the country, coming off the win last week. And now they go up to Kentucky and the Wildcats team, guys, that are 4-0 and looking to, to prove something because even though they you know got the blowout win last week in their first road game at Vanderbilt, um, this is a team that still hasn't um, played a, 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 a really tough opponent. Uh, and so there's some, even among their fan base, wondering just how good this team is right now as they go into game five. Yeah, I mean, they, they really haven't been tested. You know, they, they played Vanderbilt, who is not really very good. I mean, you're in, you're out. I mean, so to, to keep it real. Um, so this is their test. They're at home. They, they've got Florida. Florida's obviously good. You, we've seen Florida do some, uh, have some, you know, quality win over Tennessee. And then, you know, but when Florida did go on the road, you know, they, they struggled, especially offensively at, at Utah. So, um, this is going to be interesting to see where uh, Kentucky is. Um, it, they've obviously got a talented, some talented players, especially at the quarterback position. And so we're going to see what they can do, um, you know, against a, a Florida team who looks much healthier too. They get a couple guys back. Wilson's back. Um, they get the offensive lineman back. So this is a better team. Yeah, and and you got to wonder for Kentucky. They have been. You know, if they're four and zero, they don't get a lot of respect. They're a little bit of Rodney Dangerfield, but they haven't played anybody. But boy, the next four weeks, you're going to find out how good Kentucky <laughs> is because they play Florida, Georgia, um, a surprisingly undefeated Missouri team, and then a Tennessee team that will probably be looking to get a another big win to either lift them up out of a spiral or keep them going. So you're going to know in in four weeks, Kentucky could very easily be a four and four team, or they could be you know six and two, something like that. I don't know that they're going to go four and zero oh in this stretch, but you know if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So uh, you know, Kentucky uh, players, if you think you're underrated, go out and win some football games. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, there was once upon a time the Gators won 31 in a row over UK, uh, but that was for your father and your grandfather. Wildcats have won the last two. They've won three of the last five. Uh, they are a Ooh. slight favorites uh, on Saturday as well. Uh, Coach Billy Napier talking about uh, this matchup earlier this week. This is a big week. Obviously, Kentucky has a really good football team. We've got a ton of respect for Coach Stoops. Uh, and the program that he's built there, the consistency in which they play um, in the brand of football that they play, the fundamentals, uh, the philosophy. Um, it's a tough place to go play. We got to go up there and play at 12 noon. Our players are well aware of the program Kentucky has. They've beaten us two years in a row. Uh, and I do think that uh, there are challenges that come with going and playing on the road in this league. And certainly Kentucky is one of those. So, um, you know, we're off to a good start. I thought the players were in a good, you know, the frame of mind was really good yesterday. Uh, sometimes you can capitalize off winning, but maybe not play into the expectation. Uh, and certainly I think that's kind of where we're at. 
they've got a good group, and I think up front is where they've made some progress. You know, they. Um, so, in general, I do think they have a good, good complementary group of players on offense for sure. Bag last year in terms of the first game of the day, that time slot. Do you enjoy that as a coach? Prefer it over waiting all day Saturday in the hotel for a night game? Yeah, don't, don't view it that way. We don't get to decide that. We got to play at different times. One of the reasons why uh, we formatted training camp the way we did this year. Um, I like to win. Okay, I don't, I don't care what time what time the game is. Okay, I, I like to win. It's early still. But, I mean, are you happy for him, what you're seeing, considering he left the place he'd been for all those years and yeah. is having the success he's having so far? Yeah, I mean, one of the most gratifying things as a coach is when a guy works extremely hard and he gets the result. You know, I mean, I think ultimately for me, I see a guy who's having fun playing football, you know, uh, and he's voiced that to me. Like, man, it's, it's this is unbelievable. You know, it's like really – uh, he's just having fun playing the game, right? So it makes me want to play again, you know, to be quite honest. But uh, he, uh, you know, he's just in the moment. He's enjoying it, right? And I think um, it's been great to see him. He's a great competitor on game day. I mean, this guy's tough. Uh, he's into it. He's present. And um, I think he's just in a good place. I'm proud of him. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Napier kind of silenced a lot of his critics, right? I mean, with the win at, um, at home against Tennessee. Now we're going to see what they can do on the road because, you know, eventually you got to win road games. And, and Florida has more talent than Kentucky, but Kentucky's at home. Kentucky has the ability. If the one the one thing maybe they can do to challenge this uh, Florida defense is to get over the top and have some big plays. So gonna be going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and I think Florida needs to control the line of scrimmage. You know, that we saw what happened when they played Utah on the road and and they were not able to to control either line of scrimmage. It got it got ugly quickly. You can see uh, you know Kentucky is not Utah. There 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 is no doubt right there. But Florida knows what they need to do and now they have to execute on the road if if Napier's building a program this is a logical step in the progression of the Florida program is to go in and beat a team on the road in the SEC and start proving that that Florida are, is going to get up above where they've been. The last. Are you surprised Kentucky's favorite in this one? Kentucky being a one-point favorite kind of surprises me here. I, I You know, I, I I really like Coach Stoops, so may, maybe it's just a vote for him. I, I don't... I don't know. We can talk to our resident Kentucky expert, Larry. <laughs> I was surprised. Um, I think that's, um, you know, I guess with the home field, to give them the slight advantage on that and the fact they've won back-to-back. -back. I mean, listen, for I, I'm surprised. I think the Florida's a better team this year. Um, but at the same time, I think that sets a little bit of respect from the odds makers, right? That they give them the, the one point favorite. You talk about Florida on the road. Um, the Gators just one and six outside of Gainesville since Napier came to town. That's not good. But guys, I want to talk about Graham Mertz for a minute. I know that um, you guys are not the biggest Graham Mertz fans because of what you've seen in his career, but do you realize he's not thrown a pick since the opener at Utah? Talk about kind of settling in and, and playing uh, some better football. That's what Graham Mertz has done. Graham Mertz has been very efficient, completing almost 80% of his passes. Um, but, you know, I, I think Graham Mertz is in the right spot. They're running the football. 
You know, they're averaging, you know, they're, you know, a couple guys in Johnson and Eddie Anner score, you know, combining for, you know, 400 and some odd yards rushing. That's what they have to do, right? I mean, they run the football. Graham Mertz is fine if he's in that position. You can run the football and you can use play action and get him in those types of situations, make those nice passes. Um, you know, so that's where I think um, he's effective. And I think he's in a perfect role for himself down there running this. Now, the question is going to become, can he go out and win a game? Can he go out and win a game, drive somebody, throw the ball down the field, make a play to win the game? Yeah, I think, I think. look, we saw in the Big Ten, you take away his running game, you make his team one-dimensional, and then you force him to, you know, move around in the pocket, and he struggled. That is the game plan that I would have for him if I'm Kentucky or anybody else is we're going to, we're going to stop the run and then we're going to put the heat on him. Right now, you know, Utah was able to do that. Uh, no one else has been able to really, really go to that degree. And and I, I think if you let him throw and and you let him kind of control the pace, he's going to he's going to you know protect the ball and not give you a lot of opportunities. That's not okay. a bad thing in a quarterback. Yeah, Kentucky, just like the Gators, they've got a new quarterback that's a veteran QB who transferred in from elsewhere. Mertz coming in from Wisconsin for UK. Devin Leary coming in from NC State and was a quarterback who was highly sought after, almost landed at Auburn before he changed his mind and heads up to Lexington. More than 1,000 yards passing already for Leary. Nine touchdowns, five picks for the Wildcats. His coach, Mark Stoops, talking about this matchup earlier this week. Graham has been very – well, first of all, he's been – very good with the football. I think they they have very few turnovers in general. I want to say he only maybe has one, and he's been very efficient, uh, very smart. You know, getting rid of the football and taking care of the ball, and running their offense, and, and uh, he's been very efficient. So uh, he's he's played very well. Mark, you said after the game that maybe more aggressive wasn't the correct way to describe the defense getting more turnovers, but maybe there was a philosophical tweak there. Can you elaborate a little bit on what you what you meant by that? Well, I just think that, you know, number one, we have some guys with some experience up front in particular, you know, coming back that are being disruptive and putting pressure. That always starts there, you know, when you're putting pressure on the quarterback and and mixing things up. I mean, that helps. So you're seeing Maxwell, you know, with the two great plays that he had. And, and, uh, you know, it was also nice to see him. You know, he had a penalty or two, but he responded. He came back and made big plays. You know, that's what you have to do with that position. It's a tough position to play. you got to have a short memory. I also, also think he has a lot of confidence and a lot of a juice and excitement. And, uh, you know, he's always ready to play. And, and uh, he came back and made some really big plays for us. Um, but I think, you know, it's nice. I mean, that we have eight takeaways on the year, which is, I want to say it's tied for first in the league, you know, so, so that's been good to see it. We've been able to get some turn away takeaways and um, we've got to continue to do that. And I, I like the fact that we had eight, eight, three and outs, you know, so that, that's hard to do. And, uh, you know, so they've, they've been making plays. Mark, you noted earlier just how good Florida's defense is last year. They were, they're always, you know, they're always big and aggressive, you know, they got some playmakers and, um, you, you know, they, they, they're just playing good as a unit. You know, I think Leary is a interesting thing. You know, he was the most hyped guy maybe in the whole portal 
you know, I mean, the most uh, coveted quarterback in the portal and has a ton of, you know, talent. Um, I'm surprised against their schedule. He's thrown five picks, but, um, you know, maybe sometimes you're trying to figure things out. You got a new group and you're new to the system. So you're trying to figure it all out. But, you know, I think for Kentucky, it's the same thing. They have to be able to run the ball a little bit just to keep the defense honest so they can get the ball in the wide receivers and get the ball down the field. Yeah, and and I do think Leary has a fantastic arm. It, I I think that ultimately so much of, of the game of football anymore is knocking a quarterback out of their rhythm. You don't necessarily have to sack them. But you want to make them, you know, if they like to step up in the pocket to throw, you like to take that away. If they like to roll out to one side or the other, you'd like to force them to, you know, go to the side they don't like. And with with defenses nowadays, uh, it's great if you can sack the quarterback, but you've got to know what they do well and what they don't like to do and and, and start forcing them into those bad situations. Larry can make any throw. You know, the NFL is looking at him. Uh, he's the type of guy who can win the game for you. So you you need to make him one-dimensional so that you can at least load up against a guy who got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, he's got a potential 1,000-yard rusher uh, behind him trying to replace uh, Chris Rodriguez from last year. Ray Davis, who transferred from Vanderbilt, leads the team 314 yards rushing, five touchdowns as well. He had 122 um, in that upset uh, of the Gators uh, last year, uh, Rod was out uh, for the Wildcats. So as uh, Brad mentioned, it's uh, a, almost an even uh, matchup in this in terms of the odds. The UK, a slight favorite at home, 61,000, expected at Kroger Field, um, and a very warm day as well. It's, it's uh, going to be about 80 degrees there. So uh, if you're going, uh, take your sunscreen. It's going to be something else. Hey, keep it here. We've got uh, Jacob Rudner from 24-7 Sports uh, on to give more perspective on this team. Uh, Florida, what a difference a few weeks has make, right, made, right? I mean, they come off the Utah game. The question is that they can't get it done. Uh, they look discombobulated. Uh, you know, is Napier's job uh, on? Is he on the hot seat? They have righted the ship right now. Three straight wins and going for a fourth. We'll get to Jacob's comments, his thoughts uh, on this game coming up. Keep it here. We are just getting started. Gator Guys, Sports Spectacular continues after this. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Well, the sports world, baseball world, lost a legend this week. Uh, Hall of Famer, uh, third baseman, Brooks Robinson, uh, longtime Baltimore Orioles, passing away at the age of 86. Brad, you were saying in the break that you got a chance to, to meet him once. 
Yeah, it was really cool. It's uh, you know, I got an autographed ball, got to talk to him for a couple minutes um at a golf outing. I was like, you know, because he's just one of the greatest players of all time and third baseman of all time. He's just great defensively, um, you know, just legendary. So it was really uh he was a gentleman through and through. Yeah, growing up, you know, he his highlights were always on TV. And, you know, when you wanted to be uh the the third baseman, you know, it was it was always gonna be him, you know, that everybody kind of did whenever you had a good, especially if you had a good play uh, defensively, it was like, oh, I'm Brooks Robinson, you know, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. And then he seemed, you know, Brad met him, but he seemed like a guy who stayed grounded and w- was at the top of his profession and very famous yet never let it go to his head which is not easy i always thought those two robinsons brooks and frank were just the epitome of class and again brooks robinson uh rest in peace at uh, age 86 uh, it goes out uh, with a smile his orioles uh clenching the playoff berth who saw this coming right back in march um <laughs> really i mean what a year for the o's yeah, it's it's shocking because this was not a team. You know, you look at you go into the season. You have certain teams that are favored, certain teams are expected to win. Man, I, I certainly did not expect the Baltimore Orioles to be to have the best record in the American League, and and they do. They've just been they've been great all year. Um, they just find a way to get things done. Obviously, they're you know, and, and the thing is, they're just solid across the board. Everything just solid at everything. Yeah, and. Baseball can do that where you have a team, sometimes a small market team, but you get teams that spend a little bit less money. And when it all comes together, it's pretty amazing. Just like when you see the the big heavy spending teams, when it all falls apart, it really all falls apart and you get to see the wheels come off. And in baseball with 162 games, it's a slow motion crash that you get to watch. And that would be the New York Yankees. The Yankees <laughs> and the Mets and fellas, you look at that in terms of how much they've spent, right? I mean, we're talking uh, about what? $630 million combined. And both are going home this weekend. Neither, neither moving on to the postseason. $630 million. Insane, isn't it? I, I I I just don't think the one thing about baseball is you know when you spend this much money on one guy or two guys it seems like this outside of football where you can maybe spend it on a quarterback in baseball unless maybe he pitches and hits you know you just can't spend that much and uh, so you have an injury you know Aaron Judge doesn't play as all these games for New York you have pitching injuries for the Mets I mean just. You start going down the line when you have injuries and you pay these guys fifty million. There's no return on that investment. You're not going to be good. And there's also the factor of, of at least compared to the NFL, you have every contract is guaranteed versus the NFL, where they're really a series of one year contracts unless they are negotiated differently, which only you know stars get that that advantage. So sometimes you wonder if you get a big contract, how do you stay motivated if you have a $250 million contract? It's it's not easy. And same basketball has the same challenges. Yeah, no question about that. Put this in perspective for you. Baltimore, as Brad mentioned, best record in the American League, uh, a payroll and opening day of about $60 million, or roughly one-sixth of that of the New York Yankees. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, Atlanta Braves spent about $200 million this year, and um, they're in the playoffs for the sixth straight year. Um, 
it's unbelievable what uh, Acuna has done, guys. I mean, he's just a freak of nature. Oh, Ronald Acuna, 40, 40, 70. I mean, you know, what they're doing up and down their lineup. I mean, Acuna with 41 home runs. He's hitting 335. Um, you know, 414 on base percentage, not to mention the 70 plus stolen bases. And but then they've got, you know, Olsen's hit 53 home runs, 32 home runs for Albies, 37 for Riley, 36 for Ozuna, et cetera, et cetera. You go down the list, it's insane. Murphy has 21. Their their numbers up and down their lineup are just astonishing to have that many power guys. It's impressive. And that's why they're the best team in the national league. If they can win the World Series. This is one of those teams I think you have to talk about, like, where do they fit in the best single-season teams of all time? I'm not saying they're the best, but but where do they fit in that discussion? Because statistically, you know, it, it, you know it's reminiscent of, like, the 27 Yankees in terms of batting average yeah. and home runs. And, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no question about that. You know, they used to call the old Fulton County Stadium the launching pad. Well, their new park is farther north, and therefore, technically, it is a higher elevation than Atlanta, which, by the way, second only to Denver among uh, highest elevation major cities in the U.S. So maybe something to that. All right, stay with us. More to come after this. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 425 1161. 800 425 1161. 800 425 1161. That's 800 425 1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How would you like to get high speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back, but you're going to love it and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-215-0341-800-215-0341-800-215-0341 that's 800-215-0341 you're listening to the gator guys radio network Right back here in the Gator Guys Sports Spectacular, Larry, Mike, and Brad. And joined once again back on the show, Jacob Rudner. He's a staff writer with 24-7. Uh, hey, Jacob, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've uh, got a team now that is, um, look, been a thorn in the Gator side the past couple of years. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats and a team that right now undefeated. But listen, you talk to folks in Lexington, they're very apprehensive about this team because uh, they're 4-0, um, but haven't really played anybody yet. And so here's a chance right now uh, for Florida not only to get a little revenge from the past couple of years, um, but show again that they're a team that uh, is serious about contending in the East. Oh, absolutely. I think that this is an opportunity uh, to really demonstrate the growth that I think Florida fans have been so desperate to see from, from this team. You know, uh, it, it is obviously a, a, what I think fans would consider to be a monumental victory when you steal a win over Tennessee at home, ranked number 11 at the time. That was huge. Uh, but there is an equally passionate uh, feeling with regard to this Kentucky game. This is a big matchup. Uh, just in, in the history of the school, Florida fans feel like they own this game historically, and they really do. Uh, and that's gotten away from them in the last couple of years. And, and I was actually just telling somebody, uh, this, is, this is one of those games that I think is a good barometer for the progress of the program as it tries to get back to what it used to be and what fans want it to be. Uh, when things started to escape Florida, when they started to really run away from the track record that they had built so strongly over so many years, this was a matchup that really started to fade for them. Kentucky started to kind of grab a a stranglehold on it and has maintained that over the last several years. Uh, And this is an opportunity for Florida to demonstrate that it is trending in the right direction and that it can get back to its winning ways against the team again, that it, it, it dominates historically. When, when you kind of look at this game, what about um, Kentucky probably con- or, or concerns Florida here? Because obviously, you know, Leary, obviously a quarterback, you know, Devin Leary, uh, really good player, very coveted in the offseason, one of the most you know sought after transfers. And, and he went to Kentucky. And does this is he the big concern or is the running game? What is it about Kentucky that gives Florida keeps them up at night? Well, with with Kentucky's offense, I think it's quite clear that the biggest concern is the vertical passing threat. The way that Kentucky uh, takes shots and hits on them effectively, Devin Leary, it's no secret uh, what kind of arm he has. Even after that shoulder pec surgery that he underwent over the offseason, he has maintained some serious throwing ability uh, with that arm. Billy Napier has said now on multiple occasions throughout this week that this is a guy who he scouted uh, when he was in the transfer portal over the offseason. Devin Leary was at some point an option or at least viewed as a candidate to become an option uh, to play quarterback for the Gators. Uh, And so Billy Napier became quite familiar with his talents. And one of those is very clearly his arm. And he has the receivers to be able to really play with that. You know, Kentucky runs out there with three very talented receivers, uh, a transfer, and then two guys who are in their second year with the program. Uh, And and their ability to challenge Florida over the top is going to be a test. Florida hasn't faced a team this so far this season, at least. Uh, that has really consistently challenged them on a shot play style with with good play action, uh, with receivers who are crafty route runners but are speedy and are going to challenge you vertically. Uh, this is a young secondary. It's not a group that is experienced against SEC talent necessarily. Only one game uh, through four weeks against Tennessee, and, and and you know keep in mind a Tennessee team that, in my opinion, is unimpressive so far this season, especially with its offense. Uh, and ability to challenge teams in that classic air raid the way that we saw uh, with with Milton last year. Uh, you know, this is, I think that, you know, this is kind of an opportunity for Florida to prove itself 
Uh, it's also an area where Kentucky could potentially exploit a weakness. Are they able to connect on those shot plays? Uh, and if they do, I think that it's probably in the favor of the home team in terms of the outcome. You know, when you look at the quality of competition that Kentucky's played, I found it surprising that Leary's turned over the ball five times this early in the season. Is there any thought that the Florida pass rush will be able to give him some challenges, especially when compared to to what he's faced here this season? Well, I certainly think that that's something Kentucky will have to be concerned with, especially considering Florida's efficacy with its defensive front through four games this season. Uh, Princely Uman Mielin, their outside linebacker, is currently the number one ranked player in the country in terms of pass rush win percentage. He's winning, I think, 30% of all pass rush reps right now, which is you know remarkable uh, through four games. And so he's a guy who's going to be a threat off the edge. Uh, Cam Jackson, the Memphis transfer, has been fantastic so far this season. Uh, and those guys' ability to impact the quarterback hasn't necessarily shown up uh, in the stat sheet in terms of sacks, but certainly in pressures and disrupting rhythm uh, and, and forcing quarterbacks into uncomfortable situations. That is uh, absolutely something that has become, I think, a strength uh, for this Florida defense and, and is certainly a way that they could impact the outcome of this game. Absolutely. Talking with Jacob Rudner again of 24-7 Sports. And uh, as we're talking about the Gators uh, at Kentucky, it's a noon kickoff. And I will tell you right now, um, the folks in Lexington are uh, concerned about the heat uh, because it's going to be like 80 degrees, high noon. Um, in fact, the joke is that no SEC game should ever be scheduled for a noon in the month of September. Um, now, it's it's Florida's first road trip since the Utah game. Um, three straight games of home field advantage. Um, how does that change the complexity of this game, in, in, in your opinion? It, it's an interesting question because I think Florida has benefited greatly from the impact of its crowd at home. Uh, if you look at that Tennessee game, uh, the 90,000-plus people who were in attendance, there is very little question in my mind that they had an impact on how the game unfolded. Uh, they contributed, in my opinion, to Tennessee's operational issues. They ran into a lot of penalties throughout that game and looked rather sloppy. I think noise had a lot to do with that. Uh, and, and when you get used to that or you benefit from that over the course of three consecutive weeks, and then you leave and you go into hostile territory, of course I think that that can have an impact. You know, you uh, it changes the way you operate offensively. The snap is, is a different into operation. So just getting going uh, on offense, it, it becomes a different challenge. Uh, communication is is difficult, and we saw Florida fail in those areas against Utah without question. Uh, and so, yes, I, I do think that that will be something to keep an eye on at a minimum. Uh, but I also think that there is some comfortability that has uh, grown within Florida's offense over the last couple of weeks because of the success that it's been able to have, uh, such that you know maybe it's it's a unit better prepared to face the noise to face you know, hostile road environment. Everybody says offense doesn't travel. Uh, I think Florida is going to try and do a lot to, to dispel that a little bit, to mitigate those factors, uh, you know, being a little more intentional about their shorter range passing screens, run replacement, getting the run game going will be really important in this game. And those are going to be ways that, that Florida can take the crowd out of it by being, you know, very precise, but also not uh, too extravagant in its operation offensively, because I'm not sure that that's something this team has demonstrated that it can do. Uh, and now is not the time to try it. When you look at this Florida team, though, I, I feel like they're still, 
you know, obviously they they put up some points, but I think they're still their bread and butter is their defense, and that's how they have to make hay. And and it even though you know they're trying to get their offense on it, but is are they really a team that needs to be able to run the football and kind of control the clock, and then let their defense make plays? Is that kind of the mindset or? Where where are we at offensively? Because I really think their defense is really good and really talented and really fast. Um, can the offense keep up against these these quality teams? Yeah, I think that's the the question of the season right now of of how the rest of this year will unfold for Florida is what can this offense do to keep pace with the excellent defense that we've seen so far. Uh, I, I have little doubt at this point based on what we've seen through four weeks that Florida's defense will allow it to be somewhat competitive in most of the games that it's going to play from here on through the rest of the season. Uh, the question, like, you know, like you say, is, is whether or not Florida's offense is going to be potent enough and explosive enough to score enough points. Um, and, and the answer to that is really, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, Graham Mertz has been extremely efficient and I will not, uh, take that away from him. I have been impressed with the way Graham Mertz run this off, runs this offense and uh, his ability to make good decisions within it to complete the vast majority, almost 80% now of his passes thrown. It, it has been impressive, uh, but it, it is worth mentioning that the average depth per throw for Graham Mertz this season is 6.4 yards. That is not very aggressive. That is not going to win you ball games where you have to go, you know, point for point, score for score with another team. And, and, and it, you know, this is a prime example, this matchup here. Florida will have an opportunity potentially to go demonstrate its very high caliber defense on the road. Will its offense be explosive enough and, you know, hit on enough of these vertical plays or, or big long runs and score enough points in order for a road defensive performance to be enough? Uh, that I think is going to be something that we will have to monitor on a week to week basis. Uh, and, it, and it will, you know, quite directly impact Florida's record this season. I, I truly believe that to be the backbone of whatever is going to happen from here on out is how effective Florida's offense can be, because I really am starting to believe in this defense. You know, when you look at this, the way this season is, is you know, unfolding, how important is a win in this Kentucky game? for the prospects of the Florida's this season and coach Napier's progress that he wants to build. Not only, you know, he's obviously done well recruiting, but in terms of winning the fan base confidence. Yeah, I think, I think there's no minimizing the significance of this. It, you know, Florida is currently on its first three game win streak since 2020. Most people, you know, chuckle when they hear that because you know, you think of the Florida Gators and you don't think of, it's impossible to win three consecutive games. Well, it has been at the University of Florida. This is the first time in three years. Uh, a fourth consecutive win is even rarer. And so this is you know, really a program that has been hurting for wins uh, in recent years and, and even more so against rival schools. Billy Napier went 0 for 4 against rivals last year. Uh, this is, uh, now he's 1-0. He's Tennessee was, was his first massive win of the season. It's over Florida's arch rival. And, and here you have another opportunity to go 2-0 in the SEC, 2-0 uh, start in the SEC for the first time in a while. You can extend your win streak to four games. You can avoid three straight losses to Kentucky for the first time since Bear Bryant was the head coach in Lexington. <laughs> wow. Th this, is, this is significant. I mean, th this, this is the kind of game that 
sets the tone. Florida, Florida can go four and one through its first five games. It, it would so markedly exceed the expectations that I think people had set out for it at the beginning of the year, myself included. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, I think the, the magnitude of this game is, is it's huge. Uh, and I think Florida could, could make a statement with a win and it could also have equal damage. I think that, you know, a, another loss to Kentucky or a sloppy loss to Kentucky would, would maybe uh, change some minds about the, the progress that people think Florida has made this year. So I think that this is a, a huge game in both directions, win or lose. I, I, this, this could have some serious implications on uh, the mood in Gainesville, if you will. And that sets up uh, our final question here for this segment. Um, last time we talked, there was still the talk about Napier. And if you, you know, don't get a couple of wins here, maybe on the hot seat, that kind of thing coming off the, the Utah loss. Um, it's funny how things have changed, right? Winning cures everything, right? Is, is one of the sayings. Um, and is, is there a bit of a swagger now with this program um, being ranked? Uh, not just, you know, winning some games, but actually back-to-back weeks in the top 25, again, something you wouldn't normally think is a problem for a Florida program with all the success. Um, but again, a step in the right direction. And, and is there, is there a bit of a swagger now that they've had some success? You know, what's interesting is, is this week, Billy Napier said something that I thought was uh, quite profound. Actually. He, he said that he thinks that this team thrives off hate. Uh, and so I would argue that perhaps the number next to the, the name here is not uh, what this program thinks it needs right now. I, I I do not get the sense that this is a team that is going to contend for a spot in the college football playoff. Uh, and, and I think that this is a coaching staff that is more motivated by progress and continuing to solidify the foundation that it wants to set in terms of recruiting, but also in terms of its on-field product and the cleanliness of that, uh, that it is not terribly concerned about the momentum and the hype that come with a ranking. And so uh, I, do I think that it's good for the program and the fans to see the number? Yes, I will not dispute that. And, and being ranked is, is always better than being not ranked. Uh, <laughs> and there's nobody who would dispute that. But I would say this, I, I think that for the attitude of this program and for the mindset that Billy Napier seems to profess uh, that his group carries, I, I don't know that they look at the number and, and, and fall in love. I think that this is kind of a, a team, like he says, uh, that would rather hear the critics than, than the praise. Yeah. You heard it here first. The Florida locker room officially is the play a haters ball. Uh, <laughs> and, and their chant, hate, 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 hate. Don't, don't laugh, Larry, if you only knew the power of the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave Chappelle show. That's right. <laughs> hey, Jacob, thanks so much, man. We appreciate the knowledge. Uh, have fun this weekend in Lexington, and we'll talk with you again soon. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks, Jacob. Getting some uh, Gators knowledge from Jacob Redner. Again, he's a staff writer for 247sports.com. And uh, always good to have him here on the show. Hate, 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 hate. Uh, all we need is iced tea at the podium. Uh, all right. Stay with us. <laughs> we'll wrap it up after this. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. 
If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. All right, time now to make your picks for this week's games. Larry, do you remember what the picks were last week? I was trying to remember. I know one of us was three and zero, and then the other guys were one and two. Do you remember who was three and zero? Who was that? I don't recall picks? who that was. Oh, I think that was me. That was me. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You've been I remember talking that. about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The emails, the texts. Oh boy, he had some. He paid some guy in a plane to skywrite that down here in <laughs> melissa i'm like what seriously the the emoji i just wanted to make sure you remembered yeah I, re- I remembered so does everybody else in my yeah, house everyone, everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows exactly the, the mailers i mean I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know you could get the mail to hear this quick but apparently brad doesn't have no problem paying for federal express oh no, there's well, no problem I, at all. did your did your wife ask you why is brad texting me three and oh i don't understand <laughs> i don't why is he texting me <laughs> what is this what is this all right uh, Nostradamus, why don't you start? Texas A&M versus Arkansas. Who you got? Man, this is an interesting game because with Texas A&M, you know, without the quarterback, right? It's a, it's a, it's a tougher game maybe than you think. But I still think A&M has uh, more talent than Arkansas. Even though it's at Arkansas, I'm going to pick the Aggies. I'm going to go with Arkansas. I think it's a Jerry World, isn't it? it? Jerry World. Yeah. yeah, so okay. so I think Jerry so, is Jerry is going to put all that um, frustration from last week's Cowboy loss into supporting Arkansas. <laughs> it is going to feel like a home game with uh, all those hogs in there. Um, I believe in Max Johnson. I'm going Aggies on this one. So I'm going to go with, with uh, Nostradamus over there. All right, uh, another SEC game, LSU at Ole Miss. Sturdy. Uh man, I, I tell you what, I, I this is the one LSU's a two and a half point favorite at Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off a game, Alabama kind of you know spanked them, um, turned them over their knee and spanked them with their defense. I don't think LSU has the same defense that Alabama has, but I do think they have the offense to score. So over and under is high. I think a high scoring game. I think Ole Miss gets the upset. I'm taking the the Rebels. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. I, I'm going for Ole Miss because I've seen LSU a couple times this year where the the defensive back is kind of face guarding the wide receiver and the wide receiver catches the ball and somehow the LSU DB does not realize, even though he's face guarding, that the, LS, that the opposing receiver has the ball. Uh, I think Ole Miss has the offense to beat LSU. All right, I'm going to go the other way. Tigers. Um, because Tony Barnhart uh, told us, the columnist for TMG College Sports, he really likes LSU. So for Tony, this is for you. Tony Barnhart, the veteran sports writer, says <laughs> LSU. That's my deciding factor. All right, to the Big 12, uh, the early wake-up game, USC at Colorado. Rise and shine. Oh, You know, I, I do think Colorado's going to get a lot more offense than they did a week ago. Um, but um, and, and but it's the – I would say this. I, I think USC's going to score a lot of points against Colorado. So I'll take uh, the Trojans. 
Yeah, I see USC winning this like 52 to 31, something like that. I'm going to go for a 70-20. The beatdown the Broncos <laughs> suffered. Wow. wow. USC is wow. going to come back and do the same with the Buffs. So. Like the old K, like the old Oklahoma doing that to K State back in the seventies. Yeah. How, how bad was the weekend for people in Colorado that last oh, week, though? Boy, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. All right, North uh, Notre Dame. I keep calling them North Dame. Notre Dame and Duke. How about that? Blue Devils four zero. Yeah, you know, I I really think this was a trap game for Notre Dame. Had they won the Ohio State game, I think it would have been different. But I really think Notre Dame is going to really want to go out and prove something, and I think they take care of the Blue Devils in this one. And I think they win by more than the five-and-a-half spread. I think uh, I think Duke's going to pull the upset here. I think, uh, you know, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, we've got, we've got these blue bloods in basketball that are all Kentucky. Uh, foreign. Yeah, Kentucky, they're all 4-0. and Indiana. Oh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. They're all, well, they're not a blue blood anymore. And <laughs> the Mike, you know, you can just send, send the emails to me. Uh, but the bottom line is I think Duke is going to go to 5-0. Indiana, 1987. <laughs> Students who were on campus then Thank you. Now, are now retiring. Well, so. wait a minute, Larry. We were old enough to be on campus then, so let's be oh, real yeah, careful. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not rich enough to retire yet. But some yeah. of them, and okay. I don't have grandkids yet, but a lot of our contemporaries Yes. Retirement grandkids. So, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go Notre Dame. Um, I, I agree that I think it's um, uh, Duke's had a, listen, fantastic season. And I think they've got a, they've got a really good team down in Durham this year, but I, I'm with you guys that um, I think that was a wake up call last week. Notre Dame's going to come back focused. Um, they're going to put 11 men on the field um, at every play. And that could help. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a new. Thing. Yeah. That's their equalizer. <laughs> they, they're, what they're hoping is they get to put 12 for two plays. This game, they yeah. picked two plays because we only went ten. We saved a guy for this game. <laughs> I've, I've heard, well. of, I've heard of managing a managing a guy's plays, managing his minutes, but that yes. took it too far for the Irish. So, all right, <laughs> my team is on the field. <laughs> we got to run as always. Uh, the fun just uh, goes way too fast. We appreciate everyone who came by uh, this week and hope you enjoy the games, enjoy the weekend. Um, if fall is here, turn that calendar over, get those pumpkins out. And uh, try not to scare the kids before Halloween. All right. For Brad and Mike, I'm Larry. Take care. Enjoy. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of the Gator Guys Sports Spectacular. <laughs>